Christine and Kaylee with Brain Grab. Feeding your brain. Welcome back. How's everybody hey. been? How you been for the week? Pretty good. Yeah? Pretty good. I don't know about this weather. What I know. Uh, well, we've definitely hit the winter months. I've been saying that now, mm-hmm. but I really do think Ohio is really showing us now it's winter. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I know. We had some snow blizzards yesterday, oh, a little flurry. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's coming. It is. We it will is. be talking about that. Not today. But if you've been listening in, we will be talking about how to survive the winter in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. We will talk about now that there's less sunshine, what do you do? Yes. So, um, you know, stay tuned. Again, yeah. not today. No. They are coming. Okay. Yes. As the winter grows, we will try to keep you well throughout the winter. Mm-hmm. All right. But today, we're going to talk about something equally important. Mm-hmm. being a workaholic yeah 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 i know Mm -hmm. so yeah that's what we're going to talk about and we're going to talk about okay a little bit about what is a workaholic Mm -hmm. what is workaholism Mm -hmm. how are you going to figure out if this is you yes what you can and then what can you do about it if it is Right. Yep. Because again, this podcast, we're all about really balance. Yeah. Right. If you know Kaylee and I, you know, we both love work. (laughs) Right. Yes. Okay. So we like to work. We like to get it done. We like to accomplish tasks. You might be thinking, "Mm -hmm, yeah, that's me too. And there is a tipping point, right? There's a tipping point to when doing work becomes an addiction, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of being feeling obsessed about it or not being able to kind of get away from it. And that's what we're really going to talk about today. So what is it? What is workaholism? So it is really an addiction to work, just like I said, right? Mm-hmm. While it may not be an actual diagnosis, right? <laughs> um, or um, kind of a certain list of certain criteria, there is a lot of evidence that suggests that it is a hyperfixation on work functions. Okay. Okay. So kind of like any other sort of different type of addictions, right? We have this sort of hyper focus on work. So like other addictions, being a workaholic can really impact your life. It can yeah. impact your personality. It can impact your value system, etc. Right. So mm-hmm. those who are struggling with workaholism really prioritize work above everything else, just like any other addiction. Right. If you um, have another addiction problem, unfortunately, that addiction typically takes precedence over everything else in your life, your family, your friends, and other meaningful relationships or commitments. Mm-hmm. This could be true about work as well. So the number of hours worked may be an indicator. However, it is important to consider just other symptoms, right, beyond the hours of work. Because now if you're thinking like, oh, crap, I work a lot of hours. Am I a workaholic? <laughs> Not true necessarily, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, however, you want to look about look at other symptoms. So workaholics often struggle to cope with a separate separation right they have a difficulty mm-hmm. in their life that they might be avoiding they're maybe spending too much time obsessing about work and it really is um this prioritizing over everything else right so right. if if you're like do you want to go on vacation you're like yeah no i got work to do that may be a problem <laughs> right yep or if you're like well uh no i I, I really want to be at the office, but it's like 4 a.m. I know, but I got, I, got, I got stuff to get done. Going to work. You can work at 4 a.m. Right? Okay. You can. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a whole 4 a.m. club, which we won't talk about today. But 
tell us, Kaylee, what are some symptoms, right? Or, yes. or some signs, right? There, How do you, like, so beyond the ones I'm just kind of mentioning right mm-hmm. now, there are really some specific signs. Mm-hmm. If you are considering, eh, might I be a workaholic? Now, I want you guys to really listen. And even if you check off a bunch of these doesn't necessarily mean you are right this is just some signs that you could be saying work is starting to rule your life Mm -hmm. you're tipping the balance right and as we've been saying we we're all about finding wellness finding the balance so tell us some of those tips tell us some of those things we might be looking for a sign that says maybe tipping over yeah so you gotta ask yourself is work the most important thing in your life the answer is yes. You may be a workaholic. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're it, there, there are some caveats, but again, True. is it the most important thing? Just yes or no. Just keep, keep a little tab as we go along. Yes. Number two. Does working make you feel better at first? Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. Yes. No. Okay. Another one. Do you need to spend more time working or get more done to feel better? Okay. So no, it's not like I'm getting it done so I can get it off my plate because I feel like I'm drowning or overwhelming. Right. This is I'm doing more because it just gives me a little kickback. Right. I like it. Yeah. It's like a little juice. Okay. Keep going. Do you feel uncomfortable when you're not working? Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. So are you hanging out at the pool thinking about being at the office? Right. And you feel uncomfortable being at the pool because you sh- feel like you should be at the office. Yeah. And it's not even a should. It's a it's a want, oh, right? right? A need. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Mm-hmm. All right. Keep, and I hope you guys are keeping track. Keep yes. track of this. Yes. So, no's. Keep going. Do you debate with yourself or people close to you about whether you're working too much? Ah. So are people telling you like, for real, like you've already spent like six days working and you're like, I know, but. I just, I got, you know, four more things to get done today. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just, are you at the, at the work again? Yeah, I am. Okay. <laughs> yes, no, keep going. Uh-huh. Have you tried to cut back on how much you work, but you failed? Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, and uh, and if you're listening, you can say like this, this, you know, keep keeping track. So we keep track and, and knowing, am I tipping over the edge? Exactly. Okay. Any other ones? Mm-hmm. Do you have any internal pressures to continue working? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one. Do you have random thoughts about work when you're not working? Mm, okay. So these are those intrusive thoughts. Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. you're bebopping at a Target and then you're like, oh, did I get that payroll thing done? <laughs> or maybe even, oh, I just had this great idea that I could do X, Y, Z at work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. Next one. Do you work to the point where other parts of your life are struggling? Do you ignore the negative consequences of spending a lot of time working? Okay. Mm-hmm. Last one. Is there something that work is compensating for in your life that you think is missing? Ooh, okay. That's yeah. a pretty deep one, right? And I think that might be one to really, that's more of a, not not just a yes, no, right? That's right. really something to think about. Because yes. if you are spending time working as a way to avoid or mm-hmm. fill a void, um, this would be a really great time during this hour to think about, okay, what could you put in place of that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Or what are you missing out on mm-hmm. by spending so much time at work? All right. So when we come back, we're going to start talking a little bit about symptoms of workaholism, how to know the difference, right? Mm-hmm. If you've now checked off seven of these 10 and you're like, oh, crap, <laughs> I thought I just really liked work. You could be. You could just be really engaged in your mm-hmm. job. And we're going to talk about that when we come back, the difference between 
being a workaholic mm-hmm. and being a very engaged employee at work, right? Or right. or boss. You might be a boss at work, yeah. and that requires engagement. So are you really passionate, or have you tipped over the edge? Yes. All right, when we come right back, right after this break. Hey, everybody. <laughs> so before the break, uh, we were giving you some tips, mm-hmm. right? Kind of little check-ins, if you will, yes. a little quiz. Could you be a workaholic if you're answering these questions? Yes or no, right? Right. So I just want to make sure everyone knows that y- you could just be really engaged. You could be. Okay. So, I mean, many people are really deeply engaged in their careers, mm-hmm. right? And they find work very satisfying. So if you checked off a bunch of these, it could mean that you're just really engaged. You're not a workaholic. However, the amount of time spent working is not an indication of workaholism. And I mentioned that earlier, but I just mm-hmm. want to kind of circle back just yeah. because especially if you own your own company or you're just really passionate about your job, you're going to be working a lot. A lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, workaholism is determined by the overall negative impact on the mm. quality of your life rather than your devotion to your job or to your work, okay? okay. So there's a difference. If work is, you know, if, if you are, um, like I said, ha- putting that at like the number one priority and it is having a negative impact on the quality of your life, probably not great, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So workaholics have an unhealthy need to work obsessively. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's not just a desire to work. <laughs> Right. It feels this. Uh, it's like an unhealthy need. Yes. So really, um, like scientists, artists, leaders, athletes, teachers, they all are really highly committed to their work and they will spend a great deal of time doing it. Right. Just mm-hmm. like if you're again, if you are an owner of your own company, you're if you you're going to spend a lot of time. Yeah. Right. However, right. If the individual is using that work to avoid relationships, they're neglecting relationships, um, they can't get away from it, they're making excuses so they can do more work, they're, you know, they're hiding out in the middle of the night doing work because the job, right, because their their spouses are like, stop working, Mm -hmm. and they feel that obsessive need, then it's just, it's going too far, right? It's going too far. Mm -hmm. So some of those work addictions, um, some of those with the work addictions really wish to stop, but they find it impossible to do so. So you mentioned this earlier, right? Mm -hmm. That that could be a symptom, right? You've tried to cut back and failed. Right. This could lead to burnout. It can lead to anxiety, depression, irritability. Um, It's also just a common trait to feel a sense of like perfectionism right Mm -hmm. trying to like make sure you're getting it all done and it's got to be done perfectly question what exactly is burnout oh good question Mm -hmm. Hmm. burnout how do i really describe that i think burnout is really i i mean i'm having a hard time kind of putting it into words but it really is when you are feeling kind of just no more sense of motivation for your job right okay um it could also look like you are just doing it but getting no positive result out of it right that's not bringing you satisfaction anymore you don't feel empathetic anymore you're just fried just done sorry i feel like burnout and fried is similar but okay. it's best i can give you at this point okay right yeah um so you might be still work so a workaholic might still be like doing a bunch of work but now it's kind of like any other addiction right now they they need more to try to get that same feel good and okay. they're not getting the feel good they could, you know, they're just working, 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 burning themselves at both ends, not really getting any satisfaction or that same, I guess, 
I don't know, energy that they were getting out of it before. Okay. All right. All Thank right. you. Okay. So you might also find that if you are struggling with workaholism, that you are using work to avoid feelings, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So avoiding issues that you're dealing with, such as guilt, depression, you might find it too disturbing to really deal with these feelings. So you're just going to just throw yourself into work. Okay. Right. Yeah. So you're just, if, if workaholics are, if you are a workaholic, right, mm-hmm. you might be just spending all of your time working because it's the only thing that you feel some kind of satisfaction for. And then you're just avoiding feeling everything else. Mm. I don't want to avoid, I don't want to feel like, I don't want to feel insecure about putting myself out there dating. So I'm just going to work. Okay. Right. Mm. I don't want to feel sad or depressed. So I'm just going to just be at work. I'm just going to focus on work and focus on everything I have to get done. So I'm not thinking about any of these feelings that I'm having. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not Mm. awesome. Mm. So what are some causes? Um, Some causes are. So what, what may lead to someone being a workaholic? Well, the causes of work addiction, they haven't been identified with certainty. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we've done the research. Right. As you know, Kaylee's all about the research, <laughs> which we love. <laughs> so there's not some hard evidence out yes, there, no, but some really. research has been done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, many probable causes have been in- indicated by both theory and research. Okay. Yeah. Uh, most cases of workaholism likely involve multiple causes. Okay. Um, some examples are compensation. I'm sorry, excuse me, compensation for low self-esteem. All right. Yeah, so some individuals who don't feel that great about themselves, um, they might try to increase their self-esteem or self-worth through earning more money or more status by working long hours. Okay. Okay, no, that makes perfect sense. So, Mm -hmm. again, I feel crappy, but when I'm working, right, I get reinforced. Exactly. So I I know if I do my job well, I'm going to get paid more, and that's a reinforcer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Children may learn vicariously from their parents that hard work is a virtue. So they may feel the need to emulate them to get love and attention. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that could also be kind of like some modeling. Yeah, social modeling. Okay. Um, They also may feel a need to keep up with or surpass their managers and peers by working long hours. Oh, okay. So the whole, um, you know, like, I don't want to leave because the boss is still here. Right. I'm just going to keep working. Someone told me about this. Um, I'm not going to mention the city, but a particular city, how they felt the pressure to kind of be... Um, like outdoing each other. So hmm. they were saying at their work, the culture is working longer, harder, right? Never complaining, taking on more things. And that they were feeling really pressured by that, right? Oh. That almost being a workaholic, spending all your time, devoting all of your energy into your job meant that you were successful not having the balance. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ooh, so that makes sense, okay. right? So if the culture is saying yes. workaholic means success, mm-hmm. you could fall prey to that. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you think of anything? I Well, honestly, you talked a little bit about it, but kind of maybe overly demanding or protective parents, right? So right. even if parents are really placing high expectations on their children to perform, it really the child really might internalize this experience right Mm. to cope with the parents demands like well if i work all the time i'll be good enough 
Mm. Right. So if mm-hmm. I'm successful, if I'm getting all straight A's or if I have the big corner office or I, you know, have the Ph.D., whatever, that will mean I'm successful. Right. I I'm okay. meeting that kind of demand by parents. And you kind of mentioned that a little bit. So almost hyper achievement. Right. There also could be some environmental factors, right? So, again, genetic and environmental factors, kind of that nature versus nurture, Mm -hmm. right? We do have some genetic predispositions, our personalities, maybe a little more. I'm sure you've heard like type A, type B, right? So you might have a little more um, perfectionism or achievement orientation, which really kind of transmits into being more of a a workaholic, right? You Mm -hmm. kind of have a strong work ethic. And then the more you do, the more it drives you to do. The more you do, the more it drives you to do. And um, you could also have those reinforcers at home, right? So your environment may also have a say, right? We talked about parents. If Mm -hmm. parents are workaholics and they value that and they think like, hey, we just work all the time. We just work ourselves. You know, um, that's all we do is just keep on working, right? Mm -hmm. Then children may also grow up with that same belief that having a a tipped scale Mm -hmm. means you're doing what you're supposed to do, right? Versus um, finding some balance in there, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying achievement isn't great, right? I'm a high achiever, you're a high achiever. So -hmm. it isn't about that. It's really, again, about is achieving wrecking the other parts of your life? Yeah. And is it, you know, is it, does it have a consequence, a negative impact on your life? And that's when it's really kind of going too far. Mm -hmm. So they, you could also have some, discomfort right with intimacy so we talked a little bit about this before the break Mm -hmm. if you're avoiding things right Mm -hmm. like i don't want to put myself out there with dating so work is a really good excuse it is right oh sorry i can't go to that thing i have work right right work also kind of just fills you up if you will it is reinforcing behaviorally in reinforcing right right i work I get paid money. Mm-hmm. I work more. I get paid more money. Mm-hmm. I work more. My boss tells me good work. I get paid more. Yeah. Do you see how this works? I do. Now, again, please don't hear like, oh, then I should just not work. That's not what I'm nope. saying. However, if you're using this as a way to kind of fulfill you and you're not and you don't have other things going on in your life, right? You're not spending time with other relationships or other hobbies or activities. You're not using those monies to do things that bring you joy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's really tipping over into like the workaholic side of the house, right? When it's working becomes an imbalance. Mm -hmm. It can also be a neurobiological reinforcer. So what do I mean by that? (laughs) So just like any other addiction, gambling, uh, sex addiction, video gaming, really there, there is a known causal genetic and neurochemical reinforcer okay so yeah. what i mean by that is we know that um with you know with actual science like you tell us right <laughs> that there is clear evidence for a neurobiological basis of addiction right so it is lighting up those neurobiological wow. chemicals in our brain just like other addictions so we know that the pleasure center is getting a little spark right mm-hmm. and as we experience mastery and we overcome challenges and you can think about this if you've ever had something where i consider it to be like 
really brain taxing, right? I'll, I'll say like, ha, oh, man, my brain was like on fire today. I was really spending a lot of time thinking about this, right? It's not my wheelhouse or something that's really hard for me. Mm-hmm. And when you figure it out, right, it's like, yeah, it's really good, yeah. right? You have a little mm-hmm. dopamine hit. You're like, oh, yeah, that was really good. Give me something real <laughs> challenging. Well, that can become really addictive yeah. and biologically reinforcing right so if you keep having that little dopamine hit those little neurotransmitter hits that are succumbing right to Mm -hmm. having these kind of pleasure rewards as after um you are working it is going to reinforce you doing more of it right just like every time you're gambling every time you win right it's an intermittent reward system but when Mm -hmm. you win money it is neurobiologically rewarding right it lights mm-hmm. up those little pleasure centers your your little neurotransmitters are like yay <laughs> right you feel good got the good chemicals and then what do you want to do you want to put that money you just want right back into gambling mm-hmm. right same same sex you have you know you have sex it releases those good hormones you're like yay right little pleasure centers mm-hmm. it can be reinforcing right right so same same work can also have those same reinforcers mm. yeah so any others that we didn't mention before we go on break i don't think so okay i don't think so either oh well i guess one more you could also have some situational stress right mm. so that could be another thing like no, so not related to finances or um any other situational like anxiety or stress could be a contributor. So for instance, like a father who is anxious about the child's medical condition and not knowing how to deal with fears Mm -hmm. may like just dig into work and spend like throw themselves into the job because not necessarily because they're trying to make money to pay for the medical thing, but because they just don't know how to deal with those fears or worries. Okay. Right. So right. maybe if you have something big happening in your life, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that little like bury your head in the sand, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't know how to deal with this. So I, but I do know how to work, right? I know right. how to do my job. I'm good at it. So I'm going to spend all my time doing that. And then you're like, so what did you want to do about that, you know, thing that you're afraid of? You're like, I don't know. I'm not talking about it. I'm just working. Right. Right. All right. So when we come back, we're going to talk to you a little bit more about the health consequences. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we like to talk about physical impact and psychological impact. So when we come back, we're going to talk about those. And we're going to start turning towards thinking about what you can do mm-hmm. if you are finding, oh, yeah, I've tipped over. Right. I'm, right. I'm I've off balance. How can we start moving back towards finding balance again? All right. Right after this break. We're back. Hey, everyone. So before the break, we were talking about the symptoms of workaholism, right? Mm -hmm. And how to tell the difference between just being really engaged in your job. Yes. Like, I love my work versus Mm -hmm. I need my work. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. And there is a difference, right? There is. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about we, you know, about kind of the consequences of workaholism. So, you know, really, and we've talked about this on every single podcast, Mm -hmm. there are pros and cons, right? And there are physical and um, emotional consequences to having an imbalanced life. Yeah. So what are the physical sure. consequences? Tell us a little bit about. 
Well, so being a workaholic, it can have severe consequences on a person's mental and physical health. Okay. Um, someone addicted to work may experience mental health consequences like burnout and depression, like we talked about, and possibly even physical problems like high blood. Oh, excuse me, high blood pressure. Okay. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay, so stress, again. Exactly. Stress kills people. It does. Stress kills. It does. And overall, workaholics maintain poor physical health, and they develop medical problems like, like I just said, high blood pressure and physical pain. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense, right? Yeah. So if you're not, because think about it, if you're working, you're not exercising, no. you're probably being pretty sedentary, especially if you have an office job, you're not really doing a whole bunch. Yeah, and those can lead to problems like cardiovascular disease. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you probably maybe aren't even eating very well. No, no, you're skipping all those medical appointments. Uh-huh. So you could be at danger for major illnesses. They can okay. be going undetected. Um, they're also so busy that they often rely on cigarettes, sugar, and caffeine to keep working rather than eating, like you said, a healthy All right, diet. yeah, so coffee all day, mm-hmm. hitting the Red Bull. Oh, yeah. I mean, smoking is kind of a faux pas now, but yeah. you might be vaping at your desk. Maybe. You never know. Never okay. know. Um, there's also inappropriate, um, you may also be <laughs> inappropriately using cocaine or prescription stimulants like Adderall and other do- um, other drugs to achieve your work goals. Okay, yeah, and actually, we won't really spend too much time about this today, but that's very true, right? Um, mm-hmm. A lot of stimulants going around or even people feeling like maybe they have some sort of difficulty with concentrating, even though they're maybe like hyper-focused and they're looking for something else, right? They're looking right. for that next thing to keep them focused, to do it longer, Again, same, same, right? Mm-hmm. Looking for that next fix, if you will. Right. Yes. Okay. Well, and mental health. So when workaholics can't work, they become very agitated and irritable. Oh. But when they are able to work, their need to get work done can make them feel urgency and become rigid. Okay. So they kind of become controlling about getting it done. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Yeah. They either want to think that they can continue to will themselves into working more or that they should be able to work harder. Oh, gosh. So they also start shitting all over themselves. Basically. They're yes. just shitting all mm-hmm. over. Just all over. should be able to do it more. Mm-hmm. Should be able to do it harder. Exactly. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the resulting burnout, depression, and mental exhaustion can lead to a crisis in which they feel badly either while working or not working. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it often is just a symptom that could encompass some other larger kind of problems, right? Some other mental health disorders. So it could be a symptom of OCD, so obsessive compulsive disorder, right? So Mm -hmm. there is actually a lot of research that has drawn a statistical connection between the two, right? So Mm. having, being a workaholic and having OCD. So there is a big connection. One out of eight criteria for the diagnosis of OCD is excessive devotion to work and productivity as at the expense of leisure activities and friendships. So mm. that's just one criteria, obviously, but right. there is some research that really does show that there's a connection here, right, between okay. the two, a statistically significant one. Also, generalized anxiety disorder, which we've touched on already, mm-hmm. and dysthymia, which is just kind of like this bleh mood. Okay, think of like the emoji that's like blah. Dysthymia. Okay. Okay, that's the best way I can think of it. It's just, right? It just can lead to workaholism. So if a person tries to use work to self-medicate, right, to reduce those feelings associated with feeling anxious or just feeling like no zest in your life, just this kind of meh 
feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, overworking can lead to major depression um, because of those unrealistic standards. We talked about that. Shooting all over yourself, right? Mm-hmm. That loss of work-life balance. Right. right. Work and no play oh, no. makes our life suck. Yes. Mm. So not great. No. So type A personalities, I am one, so if you're one, jump on board with me, right? <laughs> um, are also have been highly correlated to work addiction, right? So again, Kaylee's laughing at me, just <laughs> FYI. Right? It, it is something you gotta keep a, keep an eye on, yes, right? For so sure. if it, it can be a slippery slope, you mm-hmm. could be like, I'm getting it done, getting it done, getting it done, and then all of a sudden if you can't stop, again. Work-life balance, exactly. right? And I'm not saying you may not slip over to the edge. You might. Mm-hmm. Really, I feel like life balance is a seesaw, right? We try to keep it in homeostasis. Our bodies are always trying to be in homeostasis. Sometimes we tip over the edge. Mm-hmm. We just got to work. You know, if you're tipping over the edge or you're like really pegging out, we just think about kind of, okay, how do I start moving back towards homeostasis, that middle ground, okay? Yeah. So ADHD has also mm. been hypothesized to be a source of workaholism as a symptom of, of strategizing, right? So a strategy for compensation. So people um, who have difficulty attending or focusing may try to should themselves into working longer and harder and okay. needing to work more and more and more mm-hmm. to try to accomplish to feel kind of a com- compensatory, right? Okay. So having a hard time focusing, so now I'm spending more and more and more and more hours and time, energy, et cetera, trying to get it done. And unfortunately, a lot of our society, especially here in America, mm-hmm. reinforces getting her done. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Even at the expense of your wellness. Yeah. So that could be, a you know, like we talked about, one of those environmental reinforcers. Yeah. Not awesome. Mm-mm. So... When we come back, right, we're going to talk to a little bit about just some treatments. Mm-hmm. If you are finding like, check, 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 I've slipped over the edge or I've pegged out and I'm a workaholic <laughs> and I need to find some more balance, what mm-hmm. can you do? We're going to talk about treatments and we're going to also talk about takeaway tips to help you to reduce your workaholism and start finding more balance. So yes. right after this break. And we're back. Hey, everyone. So we've been talking about being a workaholic this Mm -hmm. hour. Yep. And we just want to kind of wrap, start wrapping up the hour, talking a little bit about if you are finding that you have tipped over the edge, right? You have, you, you may be a a workaholic and it's really getting in the way of your life and you Mm -hmm. don't know how to stop. There are definitely are treatments out there. Yes. And um, we can um, help get you back on track, right? Yes. Um, So if you are finding that you really do need help there are inpatient treatments there are outpatient treatments there are family treatments right there are lots of effective treatments out there so you can a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy is um, a lot of challenging we've talked about that before here on the podcast however um, that is one form of treatment that you would do with a therapist that you can um, can be very helpful in working through um, just addressing the thoughts and the feelings that go along with that need to work right Mm -hmm. and again there are inpatient programs just like with any other addiction there are treatment protocols out there that can help with treating the addiction to work 
And you may not be aware of this. However, there also is Workaholics Anonymous, just like AA and NA. There is a WA. So you can um, look for this type of 12-step program that can be helpful, providing support and guidance from other workaholics who are now trying to recover from their work addiction and find that balance. Okay? Okay. There really are also um, maybe some medications that could be helpful, not necessarily to treat workaholism, right? Mm -hmm. There isn't a specific medication that treats that. However, it could be helpful to reduce any anxiety symptoms or depression symptoms that maybe are impacting, right? Or Mm -hmm. maybe even driving that workaholism. So talk to your doctor in conjunction, right? Of treating those symptoms that you might be avoiding while you're diving into work, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about if you are having a lot of anxiety and you're just working to avoid Let's talk to your doctor about treating that thing that you're avoiding so that you can stop working so much. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. As we're wrapping up, we want to give you some tips of how to start finding better balance, right? Mm-hmm. And um, practicing kind of creating more balance in your life. So Kaylee, tell us a few of these tips to take away today yes so assess yourself ask family peers and friends um you know whether they feel you work too much or not okay let them know that you're making changes and ask for their support okay very nice yeah Yeah. support's a great one it is um uncover and understand so identify what purposes work may serve in your life other than providing income some examples um perfectionism um higher Mm self-esteem status avoidance satisfaction okay so think about okay why what's the driver right if it's not just because i love my job (laughs) right Mm -hmm. maybe looking at what are some underlying reasons okay that's a good one okay another one set some priorities for meaning and purpose so Hmm. along with thinking about what that driver is you want to really carefully consider what is important to you is it income is it status is it that corner office, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Is it relationships in your life? Is it well-being, right? You know, um, for us, it's really about finding that balance. Yes. Right? We're always striving for that. So you want to write these down and then use that list as a screensaver maybe, oh, right? I like that. So, mm-hmm. and that way you can drive, you know, your life towards what you really want to have as your priorities, right? Respect to those priorities. So letting go of any habit is easier when you identify something more valuable to hold on to. So think about that. Like if you have any kind of habit, if you can find something to replace, right? Or that is more important to you, it's easier to kind of let go of that old habit because now you have this new thing that's more important right? that drives you. Excuse me. Okay, another thing to do, and we talked a little bit about this, about uncovering, but it's really setting that limit. Mm. Now, you may not like this one, okay? So set the limit for how many hours you are going to work per week, right, or per day that you will work and how much you're going to work on the weekends, how much you're going to use of your devices, because it's not just, you know, sitting down on your computer, right? Right. We can work pretty much anywhere we want at this point. So you want to think about like, okay, where am I going? You know, what's the limit? So if you are right now cringing and you're like, I know I'm not doing that. Try to start small. Yeah. Right. So if you're working till 8 p.m. every night and you start at 6 a.m., see if you can cut back an hour. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Or if you're working seven days a week, see if you can cut out a day or half day. It's a good start. 
right? Just yeah. start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if you're not really sure, maybe take a week to sort of track, like how many hours a week are you actually working? It might mm. be more than you think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Especially if you're just throwing your whole life into this thing, into your work, and you're not, you know, and you're using it to avoid everything else. It may be really your BFF. Yeah. Right? You might be spending your, all your time not even realizing, mm-hmm. you know, you think you're working 40 hours. You're actually working 95. <laughs> right? Yes. And you think I'm exaggerating, but there are some folks out there that right now that are like, yeah, I'm kind of close to that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where you start. Yeah. Um, substitute active health. Substitute active, healthy behaviors. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, So you want to monitor your physical stress as a sign of overworking. So like your shoulders get tense or your jaw gets tense. Um, Mm -hmm. Use exercise, mediation, deep breathing, and mindfulness to lower your anxiety and just slow down. Okay. If you have an Apple Watch right now, everyone knows this. And I feel like sadly a lot of people turn this off. There is the mindfulness app. Really? On your watch. <laughs> it gives you a one-minute mindful breather. Hmm. So if you're now rolling your eyes as you're listening to us, I challenge you to give it a shot. Right? Turn that baby back on. Try it. Try it just a couple times throughout the day. Does it alert you? It, it does. Oh. It's like, hey, it's time for your mindful minute. And then it has like a little flower thing Ooh. that you watch as you breathe in and out. It's one minute. That's it. If you're right now going to call in and tell me you don't have one minute, <laughs> I am going to say that is not true. All right. <laughs> so try it. If you've had an Android, you probably have a an app that's similar. I'm I sure. just unfortunately I don't I, I don't, don't know. know Feel free to text us or call us if yes. you have an Android and let us know what that is. Please let us know. Um, you can make plans for after work. Oh, yes. oh, so then you have to leave work. So you have to leave. Okay. Oh, sorry, I'm stuck at work. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you have commitments that you can look forward to, it can help <laughs> help you set healthy boundaries for being done for the day. Hmm. And if you're having a routine, will help you manage your time better. Okay, that's actually true. Mm-hmm. Now, we haven't talked about this, but I think we should put that in the lineup for future discussions. Mm-hmm. Because there is tons of research out there, especially if you have a hard time getting it done, like getting stuff done, mm-hmm. that when you set time boundaries, you actually can accomplish more in less time. Because we're not just farting around, right? We're not really? just like, oh, we got like eight hours, so I'm just going to, you know, mess around for seven and a half when you have 20 minutes, you can get her done in 20 minutes. So a future, future thing to turn into later. Yes. Okay. And last but not least, tip for the day, talk to a therapist, mm-hmm. right? It's important to really get professional help if you feel like you are coping mechanisms aren't working. So if you've tried to cut back on your own, it's not working. Mm-hmm. Seek help. This is not something to be embarrassed about no, or to feel like oh gosh there's something wrong with me don't mm-hmm. shoot all over yourself right mm-hmm. we've talked about our negative side of ourselves right yes. so listen up <laughs> right mm-hmm. if you're shooting all over yourself it's probably a good idea to just reach out so speaking with a therapist is a good way to set boundaries mm-hmm. with work and develop 
a healthy balance, right? So reach out. You can call the Ironwood Center, right? Or call mm-hmm. uh, any other local therapist. They have a bunch of them online now. Yes, they do. However, um, just reach out. Yeah. Just talk to someone. Yeah. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about what might be the impact well, for others around you. Yes. Around so workaholism you. doesn't just affect you and your health. It affects others, everyone around you. Mm-hmm. Um, it often has a negative impact um, on spouses, children, um, partners. It, spouses of workaholics report greater marital estrangement and less positive effect towards their partners. Well, which makes sense, right? If you think yeah. about it, if every time you uh, you think you're going to get to see your spouse or your partner and they're like, yeah, sorry, I'm at work. You're like, what? Right. Right. If you always feel like work is bumping you mm-hmm. as a priority that can be very hurtful yeah right yeah. and and really tough to feel connected if you feel like your partner is always putting work above the relationship yes and again it may be an addiction so it's not it's not so, a, like a conscious decision right. if you will it's um you know feels like that need or draw yeah and can really impact you and mm-hmm. kids right yeah. yeah children okay makes sense yeah you have that play and you think parents gonna show up or mm-hmm. that game that tenth game and they don't show up because they're working yeah it really hurts your feelings so. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. okay so again use these tips if you're feeling off balance and kind of tip of the day right challenge of the day mm-hmm. i'm challenging all of you <laughs> all of those apple users sorry android users if you ha- i'm sorry i just don't know what the app is i'm sure there's something though bust out that app right yeah. try it give yourself a one minute timeout throughout your day mm-hmm. center yourself bring yourself back into balance and if you feel like you've tipped off the edge Give yourself just a tiny little boundary to pull yourself back. Maybe that's once a week you plan something after work so you have to leave. Yes. Maybe that's I'm cutting, you know, tracking the amount of hours I'm spending on work this week and then cutting back a little. And again, if you really have tried already and you just feel that need to work and you have failed at reducing it, please reach out and get some help. Yes, please do. Okay. Until next week, everyone, be well. Bye.